Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandrove, the podcast for wine fanatics who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, we introduce you to a prominent woman and take a peek into her life and, of course, her favorite wines. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Lori Shelton, who is featured in Wine Country Women of Napa Valley. Lori is the proprietor of Cami Vineyards. Lori, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. We're actually in a new venture of yours. Yes, this is Kemi Art and Wine, and it's a little tasting room, really art gallery and tasting room, because it's about art first, and then we're celebrating our wine at the same time. It's it's such a colorful, cute space here in Calistoga. Downtown Calistoga, across from Copperfield, it's... um, It's an opportunity for our family to celebrate art, which uh, two of us are artists, my son and myself, and the wine that we make, which is a celebration of uh, my late husband, Tom Shelton, and our whole family. Okay. Well, we'll talk about all of that more in just a minute. But first, I've got to ask, did you ever think that you would be living in Calistoga, and owning a wine brand, a successful wine brand that Robert Parker has um, rated quite highly. No, never. (laughs) I'm from a small town outside of Ann Arbor, Michigan, and um, it's the same size as uh, St. Helena, 5,000, but um, no, I never imagined. I didn't drink much wine. My grandpa made wine um, at his farm. A little, He made a barrel every year of a very sweet German wine, and the joke in our family is um, he made a barrel every year. And my grandma served in very small glasses on Sunday. And yet the wine was gone every year. So he must have consumed it with his friends when they bailed hay. Or that's why he put up with my grandmother, who was very <laughs> strong. <laughs> but um, So that's my only wine background. Um, I never, never imagined that, that I would be here. So how did you come about to have this wine brand? Tell us the story. Well, my first job was working at a restaurant called Bill Knapp's in Ann Arbor, and my parents begged me to keep applying for this coveted job where you wore the yellow Mel's Diner uniform, and we didn't have any alcohol, and I could hold like eight plates up my arm and serve basically chicken dinners and great chocolate cake. But that got me into working in the restaurant business. So when I went to college, I I actually tried to work at Victoria's Secret, but I couldn't afford it because my hourly wage, based on waiting tables, it didn't work. So um, I went and got a job at a restaurant, and then I got a job at another restaurant. And each time I got a job, I ended up at a higher-end restaurant. So I finally found myself in fine dining. And in the fine dining world, I learned about wine. Uh, okay, but how, but how did I get here? Right. <laughs> well, okay, how did I get here? Well, I, I did, um, I, oh, the tangled web we weave, but I did end up um, married and divorced, and somewhere in between there, I went to work for a wine broker in Florida, Deborah McKnight Higgins, who was one of the early women in the wine world. Um, I actually will say Michaela Rodeno 
was um, someone she worked with, with, that was in the beginning of Women for Wine Sense, and um, I was 23 when I went to work with her, and I called on everyone north of Orlando, I called on Southern Wine of Spirits and uh, National Distributing, selling for five California wineries, pouring wine in grocery stores, we were allowed to do that in Florida. Um, so that was really how I um, kind of entered into the wine business. And then one day I met uh, a man that um, my new age boss was always talking about things. And I said, I think I recognize this person. And it happened to be Tom Shelton, who was um, representing a winery that we sold. And so that was the first time I met him back in the 80s. And then I ended up marrying him in... When did I marry him? In 97. And he <laughs> moved me to the Napa Valley. And that's how I got here. Okay, but you got here. But that, uh, oh, then how did I get here? I know, you just don't want to get to the story about well, how did you... How did I get here? How did you start Cami Wines? Well, I started Cami Wines um, really after we lost Tom to cancer. And we had this two-acre vineyard. And um, we sold the grapes for a lot of years. And my daughter was six when he passed away. And so at 11, she was starting to kind of lose track of some of the things. And a friend said, why don't you make your wine? Wine is sensual. Wine provokes memories. And, you know, maybe it will do that for your family. And so I did. Um, 2013 was kind of a great year. And I took half the grapes. Um, a, a rock star winemaker who said I could never afford him made our first wine. And he said um, he took half of that for his um, Cabernet. And he said, you should make this wine. So that was 2013. We are now about ready to roll out 2016. And 17 has been bottled and 18's in the barrel. And 19 is actually may have just gone into the barrel. So now I'm in the wine business. So that first vintage, you got hooked. I wanted to make wine from our vineyard years before. And so I had a friend, actually, who was um, studying winemaking. We made uh, a terrible little barrel of wine in the garage. We were grudgiest. Um, so even though John Giannini will say that um, it's the terroir that he celebrates in our bottle of wine and all of his winemaking, you can make bad wine from good grapes, and so we did. Um, then after that, I said, why don't we just at least make a barrel for our family wine? So we called it Shelton Wine, and we made it down at Judd's Hill in Napa. And um, Tom's belief that our wine was the wine that he was involved with at the winery that he worked with, and so he never saw the point of doing this. So later, um, when he wasn't here and he wasn't working in the business, it seemed very fitting that we bring wine back into our family, which is the whole reason that we're here. So let's talk about the wines. The wine. So how much wine do you make total? Less than 200 cases. <laughs> it's a passion project. <laughs> That's, it's not a get-rich project. And you make two wines now. The white is brand new to your portfolio. Brand new. We're um, really excited. We're sourcing Sauvignon Blanc from um, Gamble Family Ranch, the Riverbound Vineyard. And, um, yeah, it's a really nice Sancerre style, um, very crisp, and green apple, pineapple, and then our, our home estate wine is our Kemi Red Wine Blend, which comes from 
We have a, a 337 clone Cabernet that we planted in 2006, and we have a Three Palms. We're just on the road from Three Palms Vineyard, and we have a Three Palms Merlot that we planted, or was planted when we bought the property in 1996. And we blend it to make a really kind of lucky wine. Um, I feel really fortunate. What is the split of your production? Almost... Uh, almost the split of the of like the how blend. much about well no how much is sauvignon blanc and how much is the red wine oh right now we're making 50 cases of sauvignon blanc, blanc. Okay. and we're making about 160 okay of our red wine okay and where can people get your wines well i'm really excited that gary at gary's just we're so excited gary's here and gary has our 2014 kemi red wine and um, you can kind of move around if you're at Drager's down in um, the Bay Area. We're in Drager's, and we're in, are we in Whole Foods? No, we're not in Whole Foods. Ah, pause. But you probably have a mailing list. Oh, we really have a mailing list because we're so small. Um, or we, an allocation list. We, we pretty much um, sell directly. And out of our tasting room, you're welcome to come in and taste and take. So if somebody wants to come to this fabulous little spot in Calistoga, how do they go about making you, a reservation? Yeah, you can, yes, you can make a reservation on our website, um, and you can also walk in. But we are encouraging reservations because we have three tables. We can have about 20 people here at a time. and um, So that's chemivineyards.com. If someone pops in or makes a reservation, what is the likelihood of them having the opportunity to meet you? I'm often here um, Thursday through Sunday, so okay. I'm, I'm in and out and about. But my sister is also working here with me, and so she's here, and we have another wonderful woman who's in charge of our art. So you'll meet two women if you drop in. Girl power at its best. Girl power. So right now, let's talk about the art on on the wall. Right behind you the, is your fabulous artwork. The art right now is um, my cows. And um, my cows uh, moved up here from a show I had at the Napa Museum, which was really fun. And um, I suggest that everybody go check out the Napa Museum in Yonville. Right now we have, um, I think we have something like 16 of my cows and my cows, um, people say, why do you paint cows? I spent my summers on two farms in Michigan, literally about five weeks every summer. And so it's a, they represent um, a good time in my life. And the cows, for me, became a shape for healing and um, celebrating life. And so I keep painting this cow that's sometimes young sometimes old sometimes male sometimes female and all different colors and it brings me peace and happiness i feel good when i paint a cow and you're actually featured in our book with the, your paintings behind you yes um but i have to ask how can you how can one differentiate between a male and female cow in your paintings i don't really tell i mean sometimes <laughs> i think it's a male and sometimes someone else thinks it's a female so i let people ha make their own choice but sometimes when i meet my cow i i can say you know hello little boy or okay grandpa or 
grandma or sexy or <laughs> <laughs> and how do you choose the colors are you inspired in any way or very very intuitive you know I definitely seem to um paint brighter in the summer when the sun is shining and I've got a lot of blue sky I'm affected by the weather I also um some people will come into my studio and say you know are you drinking during the day or what are you smoking but I play with music, so I can kind of move myself um, with the music I choose, and I'm careful not to make it too sad, not too much Joni Mitchell or too much Nina Simone, then I turn it up and put some reggae on and try and make it a little happy. So um, I play with music, and then that kind of um, draws my emotions and helps me choose the colors. Are you self-taught, or were you... Trained. So my mother's an art, a self-taught artist, and I uh, wanted to be part of the self-taught movement. And then when I did lose Tom, I decided that I didn't know anything because he was this healthy guy. So shocking. I, I decided to go to art school. So then I enrolled in the art school at the Academy of Art in San Francisco and had a lot of fun. I enjoyed doing, painting figure, figurative work, doing figurative work as well. And I know you paint other things besides cow heads, but you're known for your cow heads. Yes, yes. yes. But tell us about other pieces of your work. I have um, I have a series I might work on a little bit more. It's um, I'm part of a group in the Bay Area called the Drawing Circus, where we work with a model that moves, and um, it's a it's a unique process. We we paint, we draw in the dark. Some people work with ink, some charcoal. I work with acrylic. We work very quickly. Um, there's actually video on top of the model. And so what happens is you start in your head. And as you're working, you tend to move into your heart. And so some of the pieces are very, you know, we, we end up when we turn the lights on looking at what has come out. And um, it's very explorative um, but some of it's turned out to be quite beautiful so then I've been painting from those quick drawings that will do 10 or 15 in the in the evening and you have no idea what you're painting because you're doing it in the dark I mean there's usually a figure involved but that figure is moving constantly so you end up with pieces of the figure instead of like a real study of a figure I also love doing portraits though I really do and that's mm -hmm. something um when my daughter goes off to college, that I'll probably explore and do some workshops. I really enjoy painting skin and faces, and so that's another thing. So getting back to the wine for a moment, there is actually a design on your label, and whose work is that? So my son also went through challenges with this loss, and he went found himself in art school, which makes it's very fitting. It runs in our family, and he became a professional photographer. Uh, he started studying at Brooks Institute and finished in, in um, Paris at the Paris College of Arts, which was part of Parsons School of Design. And when this label, when this wine idea came, I suggested for his healing that maybe he create our label. And he did a series, um, he started thinking about uh, Tom and wine, and he went out into the vineyard and he shot a series that he calls his tendril series, and um, we refer to as the rebirth series. And so for, for us, this wine represents um, new beginnings, rebirth, uh, the vine dies on the wire, and that's the tendril, and then is reborn, the spirit is reborn in the wine. 
and consumed and celebrating life over food. And so it's this whole, whole process. Um, and that's, that's what we're doing. And we just want to share it. And this space that we're in right now, I haven't even told you, um, has also got some community aspects that we're going to continue to grow with. Um, on Thursdays, we have acoustic happy hour. We're in, we're encouraging um, locals that play music, whether they work here in the wine business or not, to just come and play. My sister is a good guitar player, and that's also a tribute to Tom, who was a great picker. Um, I'm working on a 2020 speaker series where we will have a speaker here once a month, probably on a Friday evening. And um, we have great hopes to get in this um, little kitchen in the back so that we can... Um, celebrate some of the emerging chefs. Part of the whole issue here, now I got my wording together, is that we want to c celebrate emerging artists in all different genres, whether it's art, photography, music, wine, um, writers, designers, and uh, of course chefs. I really want to celebrate the emerging chefs as well. So that's that's what we're trying to do. And have some fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Life should be about experiences and fun. Want more on today's interview? Purchase Wine Country Women of Napa Valley. It's available on our website at winecountrywomen.com. Well, let's shift to your personal life, shall we? Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask, you moved to Calistoga. You could have lived anywhere in the Napa Valley why did you choose Calistoga? Well, it's kind of a funny story, actually. We were living at uh, a little uh, house on Oak Avenue, actually a very tiny house, and um, there was one bathroom in the house, and the bathroom had three doors, and my son was a uh, little, about six, and his bedroom was in the loft upstairs. Our bedroom was at the foot of his stairs, and then um, there was a door that went from our kitchen into that bathroom, and... Tom can't kill me, but because he's not here. But one day he was using the restroom, and three little boys ran through all three doors. And he said, go find a house with more than one bathroom. And if it has a vineyard, you can spend a little more money. And so that's, I went looking, and I found this house. He didn't even walk into the house. He didn't really like it. Um, but he liked the vineyard, so he walked through the house, out the back porch to the creek, the Selby Creek that we border. And he said, um, call David Abrion. If he thinks that this is good vineyard land, let's buy it. And that's how it happened. I love the house. <laughs> so, Well, the house got renovated. Um, Howard Backen uh, moved us out for a year and completely gutted it and turned it into a really sweet farmhouse. He did a lot with windows and... Um, board and bat and and uh just kind of took a took a well well a simple house and made it into a really feely family farmhouse and that's that's the feeling of our place so let's talk about your house a little bit more if we took a step inside it what would we see what's what's your style and what colors and you know what tell us more about you through your um the decor of your home well, it was very yellow, <laughs> and so we've just painted out the yellow and brightened it up, so it's a little bit of a warm white. Um, 
there's a lot of art. So the 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 design, uh, the interior design is very minimal in color so that we can celebrate all the crazy art that I'm bringing in all the time. So the walls are colorful. Um, we have a big fireplace that can gather and um, so we have a large family. We're a blended family of eight kids now. So our holidays are full, it's a packed house. So we have a, a, a great room that we can play Scrabble and sit by the fire. That's kind of where we hang out in the winter. In the summer, we have a huge back porch that's screened in that goes out to the gardens and the pools, and we kind of live out that direction in the summer. And um, our kitchen has a lot of counters because everybody likes to cook and chop, and um, so it's a very, very much a family house. Okay. So more about you. Do you have a hobby? Outside of painting? I know. I have and to And trying to run this little wine business? Yes. Do you collect something? Um, oh, I'm not really much of a collector. Do you play a sport? I'm a big book reader, so I read a lot of books. And um, I'm in a great book club. I was in a great book club when I was full-time in the Napa Valley. I did remarry, and I've been living in Palo Alto, and I'm in a great book club down there. And uh, one, of the, one of the women that started it, is uh, Meg Waite Clayton, who just finished a book called The Last Train to London that was just uh, translated into 18 languages. It's a phenomenal story. It's historical fiction about a woman, and I can't say her name, but she rescued 10,000 children from Vienna prior to World War II. And she spins a true story but with a beautiful story, and it's a page-turner, and you're on the edge of your seat. And um, anyway, she's written several books, and so um, that's, that's my latest one that I've read. Um, so reading is a hobby? Reading is a hobby. I, I, read, I read a lot. I have my degrees in English literature. I was a creative writing minor. Um, I'm hoping someday to write. I haven't really been writing. I've been painting, and... Um, so, yeah, reading is a big... I, I work out. I play a little bit of bad golf. I play a little bit of bad tennis. I'm a great skier. I have to say I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty good skier. I don't want to toot my own horn, too. <laughs> <laughs> is there something that people might be surprised to learn about you? Well, the waiting the tables thing at Bill Knapp's... Um, I used to walk in the chicken coop barefoot. I now have chickens. So having a farm is something I always wanted, and um, I do have a little bit of a baby farm. Oh, I know something. I was made to, by some people when I was in high school, to try out for a junior Miss pageant. So I didn't really want to do it. I'm kind of shy. I'm not an actress. And so it was very difficult, but I did it. And there was one thing that came out of it that was really special. I worked with a little baby that had had a stroke. And so the, my, my volunteer effort was um, very sweet. And, and I sang, which some people might not know surprised. that I used to sing. You sing. I was in a lot of choirs, and I, I sang some. What did they sing? What's the song? Getting to Know You. That was the song I sang, which is so funny. You have a beautiful voice. <laughs> so that's... That's unusual, I bet. That's right? something that people would be, or I'm surprised to learn about you for sure. Other than Cami wine, what do you like to drink at home? Well, I'm a Pinot. I'm a Pinot lover, and typically I'm happy with a Russian River Pinot. I like Russian River Pinots too. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't want to name one right off the bat, but I, there's a lot of them I like. If you could pick someone to have dinner with, who would it be? Anybody. Anybody. Well, my first thought was to say Meryl Streep. She's my favorite actress. But then um, Jenny Seville is kind of a wild uh, artist. If you Google her, you'll say, like, oh, my gosh. But I would, <laughs> I'm I so would, intrigued. I would love to meet Jenny Seville and talk to her about her figurative works. So that's it, right? Yeah, that might be it for right now. Those are two very different. <laughs> very different based on what you said about the artist. Joni Mitchell, how about that? She's mm. my, my favorite like, singer. Okay. So. A couple bucket list items. What are, what are some things on your bucket list? I just went list? to Greece last year. That was a bucket mm. list item, and uh, it was a great trip. Um, right now, bucket list, there's an artist that I follow in Amsterdam who um, uh, paints these portraits very much like Lucian Freud, and I would love to go work with him. We've communicated. He had a new baby. I've invited him to the Napa Valley. Who knows? But um, that's a bucket list item for me to okay. just explore some some painting more if you didn't own a wine brand and weren't an artist is there some dream job that you would love to have I used to think I was going to own a restaurant so I love to cook I worked for a caterer I actually thought about opening a bed and breakfast I thought about opening a breakfast and lunch restaurant probably would love to go on one of those cordon bleu cooking trips and just, you know, really immerse myself. Uh, I, my brain goes a lot of different directions. So to be someplace where they just focus and this is what you have to do every day, I think would be. But a dream job, like oh. anything in the world, what would you like to do? I don't know. I think I might be doing it. <laughs> I think you might be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Lori, let's wrap things up with what I like to call five quick questions. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. The idea is not to give much thought to it. You ready? Okay. Okay. What kind of car do you drive? I drive a Land Rover LR4. Okay. How's that? It fits a 54-inch by 48-inch canvas. <laughs> Perfect. Who is your favorite clothing designer? Ugh, I'm not such a designer person, so I'm so simple. Um, I can't really say that one. That's terrible. How about dream designer? Dream designer. I, I, I like Jenny Kane, right? K, Jenny K or Jenny Kane, right now. She's a designer out of California who's designing like a very simple kind of neutral colored classic clothing. Okay. So I kind of like what she's doing right now. Okay, we'll go with that. Third question: What's the last piece of candy you ate? Oh well, I I always have eighty-four percent dark chocolate, and it was a black and green bar. Okay. Last night. <laughs> Fourth question. What is one of your favorite movies? I watch a lot of movies. I'm going to say The Big Chill. I've been looking for somebody to do something like The Big Chill. I used to always say The Sound of Music, but I really want another Big Chill. Okay. And one of your favorite singers? Well, I already said Joni Mitchell. 
You did. And I like Ricky Lee Jones. So I hang out with them. And Nina Simone, this is what I'm listening to when I'm in my studio. I usually start with those girls, and sometimes I hit Nina Simone radio, and sometimes I hit Ricky Lee Jones. I also, if I want to make myself cry, I love Sarah McLaughlin. So those are your favorites. Those are some of my favorite girls. Okay, very moody music. Lori, thank you so much for staying down with us today. It's been a great conversation. Thank you. A lot of fun. Thank you for tuning in to listen and learn about the women featured in our lifestyle books and involved in our business. Share these episodes on your social media platforms so more people can learn about Wine Country Women. Visit our website at winecountrywomen.com to join our list and be the first to learn about exclusive offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new episode of Wine Country Women.